were just talking about uh, reptilian brain, uh, women, what they consciously want versus what they actually want. No, but what I was saying was um, one of the one of the rules of red pill or Tomasi rules, iron rules, I guess they call them, is never go by what, what a woman says, only by what she does. Yes. And that is golden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to, you know, you can say, yeah, actions speak louder than words. We all can agree with that. But with women, you know, women are exotic pets, right? They, and uh, I think we figured them out and don't really care for that. Mm. But uh, it's, it's hypergamy. Women always uh, are always looking to upgrade. Upgrade, exactly. And, you know, there's nothing, a woman will be loyal to a man no matter what, but once he loses his job, and if he's not actively looking for a job, or if he's out of work for a while, that's like the, that's like the straw of the relationship. So, I mean, you know, where it's um, unconditional love, see, women... And here's another thing. Women can't love men in the way that men want to be loved. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, because we are two different. You could say the Mar- Mars and Venus thing, but that's, uh, to me, that's not as scientific, you know. <laughs> You've read that book, right? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. No, but I'm familiar-ish with the concept. Yeah, and the concept stands that um, men are problem solvers. So when your wife or your girlfriend comes home and she's ranting about her day at work and she's like, oh, so-and-so is such a bitch and my boss is pain in the ass and this sucks and blah, blah, blah. And so... Men, just by nature, try to come up with a solution. And most women say, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen to me. And that's all fine and dandy, except when on a Monday she's ranting about that subject. And then a Thursday, it's the same fucking thing again. And finally, I'm just like, you know what? If you're not... Either don't complain or fucking fix it. Now, I understand there's things that you can't control that we complain about. That's fine. But these are things that are fixable. And you don't want a solution. You just want to fucking whine. And I don't want to hear it anymore. So if you open your mouth again, it better be to, hey, speaking of that, what's the, uh, what's the smartest thing to go to come out of a woman's mouth? Einstein's cock. (laughs) (laughs) Einstein was not pulling no baddies, though, but I agree with that. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I took that from Gilbert Gottfried. He's hilarious. He he, he died, like, a couple months ago. Gore MacDonald died. He was my favorite. I loved him. And, and Norm Macdonald got, I don't know if you know this, but he, he got fired from SNL Weekend Update for dumping on OJ too much. I mean, do you remember 
I don't know if you remember, but oh, he was just relentless. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember David Spade saying um, when David Spade was first new on the show, and they were um, they had all the cast members around and sitting next to David Spade, he said was Norm Macdonald, and they were coming up and interviewing each of them one by one. And they went up to Norm Macdonald, and David Spade's like still new, and he's kind of listening. And Norm Macdonald was just completely filterless, just a pig, you know. And Spade's like, this is awesome. I can't fuck up now when he gets me, right? <laughs> that's that's guy that's like Ricky Gervais, you know, he can get away with, you know, fucking slamming people at the Golden Globes because hey, it's all true and he's great. You know who Bill Burr is? Oh yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love Bill Burr's bit about, like, uh, Michelle Obama. It's just it's like an old bit from, like, years ago. He was all like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, Obama had to do this and this. Every fucking year he has, he grows more gray hair. And what the, and look at fucking Michelle, literally, she's just there. Throwing her fucking biceps. And then, like, I remember the crowd, because it was on Netflix, right? And then they're all, like, silent and shit. Like, no one, everyone's too afraid to laugh. Right, right. I, yeah, I just heard, I heard that skit again. You ever watch that show, uh, that cartoon called F is for Family? No. Uh, that's the one that he was working on, right? That's the one that that's built uh, Bruce series, and he plays the dad in that. It's been, it's got to be on the seventh, sixth season by now. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, if you like him. And then I like um, Louis C.K., regardless of his antics. And, dude, even his antics, Louis C.K.'s antics were not that bad. Like, he, he did not touch a single woman. He just jerked on himself on his fucking stomach. And, he like, just asked. He just kindly asked, would you watch me eat off, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's always... I mean, yeah, it, it's inappropriate, but it's not, like, such a huge fucking, like... Oh, he's... I know. Yeah, he's not, like, fucking... What's that guy's name? Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein. None of those fuckers. Exactly. Oh, Epstein, Jesus. Yeah, he, um, yeah, that, that list, yeah, he was fucking, he was fucking murdered in prison, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh Maxwell. Maxwell yeah. is still alive. I watched that trial too. And, um, there's just so much money, you know, that's like the, um, that's like a new world order, right? That's like all the 1%, right? And when you have that much money involved, it's like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'd like to have faith in our court systems, but, um, and I don't know what, if she, how long she got sentenced to or what happened. But. Um, I was last following it. I think she got sentenced like, so she got sentenced like 20 years, if I remember correctly. But the weirdest thing that I found was like, okay, so there's supposedly no information came out from like all these rich people. I mean, we know fucking Prince Andrew was like fucking minors and shit. But then like, where's this list, you know, this information about who you guys were soliciting all this shit for and who you guys were blackmailing to get favors and move your new world order Illuminati crap. Yeah, that's some deep shit. The Masons, have you read about 
Yeah, the Freemasons. Uh... Two Freemasons, yes. It's the same type of... Uh, it's... um. My buddy was showing me, like, on the dollar bill, you know, the pyramid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a separation between the top part of the pyramid with the eye and the rest of the pyramid. And that indicates that in the hierarchy of Freemasons, there's a disconnect between the top of the, between the very top and the upper top. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no one will really know the secrets because it's not connected. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a space between there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's some crazy stuff. I've even watched it like on um, uh, the History Channel and, you know, it's not conspiracy shit either. You know, all the designs in Washington, D.C. that are seven pillars or whatever it is, um, crazy wild crazy stuff yeah it's like, so uh, yeah i was just like yeah that's fucking crazy like uh, i look up some history shit too because i'm uh, into conspiracies and crap like uh i don't i don't remember any specific names right now on top of my head but i was i'm just remembering like for an instance like the, there's always someone in the background like in the uh for example the u.s civil war i forgot that uh that family that became really uh rich because of the u.s civil war because they were selling weapons to the confederacy and the north there's always like you know always shit like that happening like people want wars people want x and x to happen and then somehow some kind of like uh you know family or some kind of group suddenly benefits from it mm-hmm. yeah and i'm trying to remember that other fucking family i i'm not sure if it's the rockefellers because again it's been a while since i've watched uh, this thing I'm trying to remember was like, uh, they were selling, I think, weapons or bonds or something like that, or relief aid to, uh, like the allies, and, yeah, I, I can't remember, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about the moon conspiracy, that we didn't go to the moon, have you seen that? Yeah. That's interesting, and one thing that I thought I had pegged was, um, you know, there's a bunch of things that throw up red flags that it wasn't real, no pun intended. But one of them was that the flag on the moon, the picture of it shows it waving, okay? And the naysayers say, well, there's no wind on the moon, okay? And, okay, that made perfect sense to me. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe it is fabricated. But they came up, the most recent thing I watched, they said, well... Guess what? When you go to um, when you go to plant a flag and you twist it in to the dirt, that motion, because of gravity, takes a while to stop. So that flag's going to be waving for longer than on Earth. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah. Like if they had just planted the flag, and let's say, I don't know, let's say on Earth that it waves for after you plant it and spin it, it waves for three seconds. And the moon, you're about, I forget, is it is it 60% lighter? I can't remember what the difference is. Um, but, so that flag is waving for maybe 30 seconds, let's say. So yeah, it's plausible that the picture was taken. And then they also have the footprint from uh, Neil Armstrong. 
of his shoe print, or like it's too small for him or something. Um, but on the, they kept going back and forth on this. This was like a, a Netflix documentary, and they had all the conspiracy things. And of course, there was JFK. That's always the best one. Uh, yeah, dude, the JFK one is just so many fucking parties that I could have done it. The mob, the CIA, and uh, it's just fucking. It just pisses me off more that like they didn't uh, that the documents are still pretty much classified. Yeah, and I. I heard a good, I heard a really good one from my, anyway, he said, and this guy's like a totally, this guy's a total history buff, okay, he said that JFK was not a war hawk, in other words, uh, he was against going in to, well, I guess that would have been Vietnam, right? Yeah. Well, at the time he was in there was a Cuban Missile Crisis, but anyway, um, that he was taken out, and I forget his predecessor immediately declared war pretty much after that. Um, so that was one of the motives that I've heard or conspiracies is JFK was peaceful. He didn't want to go to war, and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, war... War makes uh, a country more lucrative because it make, makes jobs, bombshells, and you have to build um, planes, and you have to build tanks, and um, yeah, it makes makes a country lucrative. But there, yeah, there's a lot of motivations for wanting to go to war. So that's one theory, and then something with like the mob or the union, or I don't know. But, hey, you know, speaking of Full Metal Jacket, it's uh, Vietnam, but it's in the urban jungle. And you get some, you know that Miso Honey thing from Two Live Crew? Yeah. Me Love You Long Time? Yeah. That's where that's from. It's from that movie. So, you'll be getting some culture, too. So that's, <laughs> that's one of the best, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite movies, like, Military movies, movies. yeah, and the drill sergeant just fucking goes to town. Uh, Army, Army something. The story was that they originally had someone else cast for that role. It wasn't working, and they ended up getting this Army guy who was actually really a drill sergeant. So, and then he fucking embellished it. I, I remember the director saying, "I couldn't believe the stuff that was coming out of his mouth." He's, you know, he's fantastic, Joe Rogan. I've always liked him. And he's such a great interviewer because he he's modest and he wants to learn. He has good questions. And uh, anytime I ever bring him up, people are like, ooh, tinfoil hat, you know, <laughs> conspiracy theorists. And I'm like, fuck you. Or you know, I think he's a meathead because from UFC and from... Uh, was that show he did a fear factor fear factor yeah but he's a he's a smart guy he's a deep guy you know and you have to be smart to be a comedian yeah do stand up there are no dummies doing stand up that's for sure i think i think at least for yeah for stand up 
Like, I don't think you need to be like, I mean, I, I fucking hate liberals, but I do agree with this, that they say there's different types of intelligences. Like, uh, they're like Joe Rogan, he's smart, but Bill Burr, they're smart, but they're not fucking making rockets, but they do have like, you know, that creative perspective intelligence that, you know, different, different types of intelligence. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you, you hit on something that, um, I was listening, you know who Jordan Peterson is? Yeah, I mean, he's actually one of the persons I follow more. Like, a lot of his stuff aligns with what the Red Pill says. Not all of it, you know. I like him. He is he is just, he's a wordsmith. And he's just, he's awesome. Um, he was talking about, um, what were you just saying? Oh, oh, I know what it was. You talked about creative sides. Um, liberals. Okay. Jordan Peterson had a great it was more than an observation but he said every company every corporation needs conservatives to keep everything flowing consistently as it's been to keep the structure of it going but they need the liberals to come up with some new stuff to stay up to date the creative part right Mm -hmm. so your conscientious people, because he talks about like the big five attributes and conscientiousness and IQ are the two biggest predictors of success. So uh, conscientiousness, meaning that you're organized, you're not late, you're, um, you're on top of shit, right? And obviously IQ is self-evident. Yeah, but there is a balance needed same with the government same with uh, the united states is you know the pendulum swings over the years one way or the other right um but fortunately with knock on wood so far with checks and balances nobody gets too powerful and i gotta say this we're st- we are still the freest nation on the planet and these people who are complaining that they're oppressed Try going to the fucking Middle East or, you know, you won't even be able to fucking drive. You'll have to cover up. You know, you don't have any rights. You don't have human rights. Try going to China. I mean, um, so all these people that are oppressed and whining in the U.S. and all these fucking actors and actresses that say, well, if Trump gets voted and I'm moving to Canada, well, take your fucking fat ass and go already. (laughs) They never leave. Hannah Montana, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <sighs> we have a lot to work on in this country, no doubt about it. We get, things, things need to be improved, right? But, you can't, comp- there's a reason that people are swimming to get into our country and they're bust breaking in to get into our country and climbing walls. If we're so bad, inherently bad people wouldn't be breaking trying to get into the country yeah so I just uh, you know I grew up where patriotism was really high like I grew up and it was just always about national pride you know and as of the last 20 years now it's being ashamed of our country and and apologizing and that, that just shows weakness and, you know, your dictators, um, that's all they care about is power. When you, when you show weakness to someone like, um, Putin, 
that's why they never would have gone into uh, Ukraine if Trump was in office. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I mean, come on. I don't know how political you get on the show, but um, no, no. Oh, yeah, we can, I mean, I we get pretty political. Um, well, you're conservative. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually weird. So, uh, I actually consider myself a liberal with common sense. And uh, emphasis on common sense. Like, if you ask me, I actually, I value a free health care and free education. Yeah. But I, I just, I just lost hope literally in the liberal party when they started talking about their 69 genders, when they're more concerned <sighs> about giving jobs and competent people. You know, when the, the liberals lost their fucking minds is and you know it's like and it's not like i like the republican party either but i like a lot of what i like the common sense shit that they preach yeah they, they were trying to make that um the government will uh yeah will cover if we're gender yeah and i'm like fuck off you know like they don't even cover like they're in, in some instances you could have appendicitis have your appendix removed and they still won't consider it an emergency and not pay for it. And you want me to chop uh, like some right. kid's dick off for free? Fuck off. The gender reassignments, um, and, and you know what? Getting into something else that's a whole, I can't even talk about this without my blood pressure going up, is that transgender is going into athletics like the Olympics. Transgendering into they're actually men playing as women, right? Just beating up a and bunch of women. The swimmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like she, she was like he. That's what I want to say. He was like making fucking new records. I'm like, well, duh. Of course, him and his yeah. Adam's apple is gonna uh, like make a bunch of new fucking records. I don't get it. They're so, um, and I don't know if the Olympics are cleared for that yet. The IOC, but. The IOC, if you've ever read the list of banned substances, fucking everything is on there, including caffeine, because caffeine is a PED. It's a, it helps performance. We know that, caffeine. It helps for concentration. It helps for endurance. To a point, everything has a point of diminishing returns, but I think it's something as crazy high as 600 milligrams you're allowed, which is like, if you ever had a can of rain, R-E-I-D, GN, um, you know, who sponsors that is the, the mountain from, uh, Game of Thrones. He's a power lifter, right? And he, um, anyway, but it's an energy drink, 300 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, my point is, it's like they go through all this testing for PEDs, but you have a man that's, now, if you're. If you're a man transitioning to a female, but you're not going into a sport, okay, it's very different than if you're going into a sport. Let's just say track and field, okay? Um, let's just say the 100 meter, okay, where any of those races, and that's why you take any sport, even bowling we are talking about, men have higher averages in bowling than women. And it kind of, it's kind of weird because, well, you could pick up whatever, you know, up to 16 pounds, you could use a different weight ball, right? Um, but there really isn't anything sport-wise that women excel in, okay? And that's just the way it is. I had this, um, 
going up another tangent. A few years ago, so my daughter is, she graduated college, she's a teacher, she's indoctrinated, she's been for many years, and she's all about the PC and the, um, as a matter of fact, the other day I said that old quote, uh, dog is man's best friend. You've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? I'm like, what, what? I said, they said, when they say men, I said, they mean humans, okay? It's not literal, right? And so I said, you want them to change that too? And it's like, oh, come on. Um, but, you know, the if you're transitioning from a female, a male to a female athlete, you're going to want to keep on as much muscle as possible. Yes. You're going to keep as much, um, you're not going to transition hormonally the same way you would as if you're just a layman. You know what I mean? Um, so, and it depends how long, how long the transition takes. You know what I'm saying? If you started this like eight years ago, you know, and it depends what stage of your life you're at, because once you have that, once you have those, um, um, your bone structure, right? If you just take bone structure alone, men are just bigger, stronger, faster, and then you add in muscle to it. You get a guy that's 200 pounds, and let's say maybe he gets on the 170 because he's lost bulk from, you know, going on some estrogen, but he's still women still need testosterone but and that's how they check it is he they do the epi testosterone ratio in other words it's not so much your total testosterone ratio it's how much your testosterone compared to your estrogen is so um my point is that there's a way of manipulating it in the olympics where it's like yeah okay 100 milligrams a week of testosterone is average for men. It's something like seven milligrams a day. Um, and women are about a third of that. So let's give our athlete that's transgendering, let's give them a high normal for a female. Okay. Um, so you, yeah, you could play around with that, but to me, how much different is that than PEDs? And it's just so unfair. And it's all about, um, inclusivity and but what does that do for what I'm hitting a lot of topics but what we're doing overall is we're building a society of mediocrity okay you know the no keeping score and the um, participation awards that weren't present when I was growing up and the safe spaces and the bubble wrap and you know and whoever told you that you're that you're never going to hear something that you you shouldn't be hearing anything you disagree with, right? You know these people have these micro uh, aggressions, and it's like, oh my god, can't we have a spirited debate where, you know, I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me, and we sit and we have an old school debate, but the left they just name call and they run away because they have no facts to support it. Last thing, feelings don't care about facts. Facts don't care about feelings. 
And this is what I'll say, because, again, I consider myself a liberal with common sense. Like, I, I hate both parties. I don't hate them both equally, but I hate both of them. I hate, I agree with you. I hate that liberals are all about, like, they just name call you. And if you call them out on something and they don't have anything to back it up, they just name call. But one thing I don't like about Republicans now is it's all about gotcha journalism. You know, you have, like, your Steven Crowder, your Ben Shapiro's, whatever, all your Republicans, guys. They're, try, they're always trying to make the liberals say something stupid and be like, gotcha. You're an idiot. It's never about, like what you said, education, about an actual public discourse, like actually talking. It's always like, gotcha, you're an idiot, and now I get to use that to get a bunch of views. And, and of course, the liberals do need to be called out for saying stupid shit, but it's just like, you know, it's just so divided. No one's really talking. They're just attacking each other. Well, look at, look at the show. I don't know if you just said this, but that show, The View... Those are the dumbest women on the planet. They shouldn't be allowed. And Whoopi Gold, a couple of them, like Whoopi Goldberg made a big fuck up. She, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple months ago, she said something stupid like, um, she said Nazi, what Nazis did to Jews was not racist because they're both white. Like, what? She said that. Okay. <laughs> And there was a lot of backlash. Obviously, she got suspended for a couple of weeks. There was a woman that called in that was a Holocaust survivor, you know, probably in her 90s. And she, was, she wasn't upset. She says, I would just like to sit down with Whoopi and fucking school her, basically, right? That's just... Yeah, and, and the way my daughter's been brought up is that... Uh, the only, only white people can be racist. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. It's all that, do you remember that stupid book that that, that, that bitch wrote called uh, White Fragility? Basically, it's this cunt that this fucking bleeding heart, I wouldn't even call her bleeding heart liberal, she's just an idiot. <laughs> she wrote a book that has kids apologizing for their skin color. In other words, telling children that they should be, you are inherently racist because you're white, okay, and you carry that burden, and you are racist through and through, it doesn't matter how you live your life, you will always be racist because you're white, <laughs> and it's like, fuck you, get that shit out of the schools, take your cunt, and get the fuck out of here, um, that's just so damaging, I mean, and it's not, it, it does a disservice to, to other people too, you know, especially like you take minorities like blacks and when you start, a lot of, a lot of black people, a lot of educated black people were really pissed through all the 2020 shit with Antifa and these Karens, you know, these white single or these white suburban women, the white suburban women are um, are all advocating, you know, they're all collectivism for, um, like the BLM, which is actually a front. BLM is not BLM, right? No. By the way, no, I'm glad you know that. But, you know, it's like the black people are like, why are all these white people advocating for us? We don't need it. And it's condescending, actually, because, you know, there's a large group of us that are doing well, you know, and we don't need to be talked about like we're, we're 
we don't feel oppressed, okay? So. At least speaking about the whole 2020 BLM protests, all that, dude, I remember watching it on the fucking news, watching it online shit. One of the things that pissed me off was I would, a lot of it was just virtue signaling. You would see, like, people bring, like, their fucking kids and their family and they're trying to make yes. it like a picnic, and then they're crying that, oh, I mean, yeah, the cops should not be throwing pepper spray at peaceful. Again, emphasis on peaceful. I don't know if that was a peaceful protest or not. They're, they're throwing pepper spray, and they're like, oh, you pepper sprayed a little girl. Why the fuck are you bringing your fucking dog? This is not, you know, this is a fucking protest. What the fuck do you it's think? It's not a parade. Yeah, exactly. And then there's other, like, people, like these stupid YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagram, whatever, they're just taking pictures and be like, social justice, social justice, yeah. But they're the exact same types of people who would, like, it's just full of hypocrisy. They're the same types of people who would call the cops for a black person looking suspicious on their fucking, yeah. on the fucking corner or something. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you're right. You, you, you let off by saying virtue signaling. And, uh, and I believe, like, Jordan Peterson talks about its individual responsibility, not the collective whole. In other words, clean up your own room first. Get your act together first before you start trying to change the world. Okay? If you can't even clean up your own room, which is a, it's literal and figurative, okay? Because his 12 rules of life book that he has, the first rule is make your bed every morning. And which gets the flow of the day going, okay? You've accomplished something. It's a small task, right? Uh, but it also means it figuratively as if your house is in disarray, your life is in disarray, don't be trying to fucking change the world. And that's what you have. You have people who are need to be part of some kind of club or be connected to something. And, you know, you look at their lives, under the mic, you look at their life and it's like, you have no business um, mentoring or even telling anybody how to live. You're a piece of shit, you know? So individual responsibility means that if I'm the best version of Penis. I can be, then that spreads to a small circle, my immediate family, my wife, my kids. And they for radiate kind of like a ripple in a pond. Everybody they touch. And uh, I was, um, I had a spiritual experience, and I've been a completely different person. Where I'm just more connected with nature and um and people, and I'm seeing. And I'm I'm all science brain. I've always been science. If you can't prove it to me, it's not true. And. Uh, Regardless of what religion I was raised, I was always kind of atheist because if I don't see it, I don't believe it. Well, after the spiritual experience, I know there's definitely, there's cosmos, there's something out there, whether it's a God or not, I don't know, but I've felt it, I've seen it, I've experienced it, and um, it's fucking amazing. But my, I'm digressing, but... If I'm the best version of myself I can be, that's going to make, that's going to translate to my family. Because it makes sense. If you live in a dysfunctional family where dad's just a fucking drinking asshole and he's physically and verbally abusive or not even, not even that. Maybe if I'm just, I'm not propping my kids up, but I'm constantly fucking uh, 
digging and knocking their confidence down. And that goes on a lot. I see, I mean, that goes on so much. I mean, I talk to people, you know, my age, and it's like, they grew up in dysfunctional families where, which are almost the norm, where the parents are just basically like breaking the kids down to nothing, but not even building them back up again. It's just, it's horrible. And then sending them out in the world just all broken. You know, I mean, it's tough enough to make it in this world when you come out, when you're, um, when you're well adjusted, you know. 